Friday, January the 19th. Back in December, Casey and I took the kids to Washington, D.C. to tour the White House. We have never done that before. We went to take Christmas pictures, and while we were there, we visited Ebenezer's Coffee House on Capitol Hill. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but we've always wanted to go. It was started by Capitol Hill Community Church by Pastor Mark Batterson, and he shares the miracle of how they acquired the property and started the business to reach more people in a book that he wrote years ago. It's called The Circle Maker. If you've never read it, great read. And we've always wanted to go check it out because my wife, Casey, has always wanted to start a coffee shop, and it appears that her dream is going to happen this year. And I'll share more about that later, but this reminded me of a story that was written in Mark's book, and I want to share it with you today because the story really paints a beautiful picture of the posture that we should embrace at the beginning of a new year in the midst of prayer and fasting. This simple but powerful story is still taught by rabbis in Jewish synagogues to this day and the story is called The Circle Maker. It's a true, a true story that took place in the first century during a devastating drought. It's a true story. It threatened to destroy an entire generation right before Jesus was born. It's not a fairy tale, okay? Historians have documented its proof. The nation of Israel was in the worst famine in the history of its, of its, its existence, and The Jewish people were on the verge of dying, think about it, right before the Messiah showed up on the scene. Of course, all the prophets had passed away. This was during the Dark Ages, the time frame between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And we know now, during this day, there were no words from God, no revival services. For 400 years, not even a voice from the prophets. And to put it into context, America has been a nation for 247 years So think about 400 years. Now you know why they call it the Dark Ages. Uh, I lived in sin for 15 years before the Lord turned the light on. Can you imagine living in this season? Or better yet, can you imagine living your whole life without the Lord? Friends, it was very dark. But there was one man full of faith, an old sage by the name of Honi. And this is his story. Honi lived right outside the gates of Jerusalem, and he had a relationship with God, and he was known as a man of prayer. Do you know somebody that fits that description? A man or a woman of prayer. Maybe you're one listening today, but in his desperation, the leaders of this nation went to Honi. He's a figure in Jewish history that is still celebrated to this day. And they asked him, would you please pray? Because they realized that they were in such a dire situation that their families were going to die if they didn't get water within a matter of days. And I thought, you really don't understand that statement unless you go to the Middle East, unless you go to Israel. And then you will understand that it is a desert wilderness land. And water then, not so much now because of man-made invention, but way back then, water was life. If you could not get water, you could not live and or make a living. So they go to this old sage and say, will you pray? And he says, yes, I would be glad to pray. 
to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And yes, I will pray for rain. And this is a fact. He took his staff about six feet long, and he began to turn like a math compass, 30 degrees, 60 degrees, 90 degrees, 180 degrees, all the way around into a complete circle. He drew a line in the sand, if you will, with the tip of a staff. He drew a circle. And then he dropped to his knees. He threw his hands up. And as the hundreds of people began to gather around from the middle of that circle, he prayed these words. And I quote, I make a vow today before your great name, Yahweh, that I will not move from this circle until you have shown mercy to your people. And then, as you can imagine, there was a holy hush. These words sent a shudder down the spine of all the people who were there that day. And amazingly, history records that as the prayer left his lips, almost instantaneously it began to rain. And the audible grasp of all the people could be heard And everybody's head was turned towards heaven as rain began to parachute out of the sky. It was just a very moderate drip of rain, but people had not seen rain in so long that they began to celebrate and shout. But suddenly the voice of Honey pierced through again as he bowed his head and lifted up his voice. He prayed a second time, not for a A rain such I have prayed, but for rain that will fill every valley, every cistern, every cavern. Please, we are asking you to do this, for you are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we have heard of your wonders, and we are asking that you would do it again. And all of a sudden, according to the witnesses in the documentation of the day, the sprinkle turned into a torrential downpour. And the people began to run toward the Temple Mount to get to the highest place because they knew that flash floods were coming. But once again, Honey lifted up his voice in that little circle and he prayed one more time, not for such a rain I have prayed, but for the rain of your favor, your blessing, and your grace. And just like that, somebody turned the faucet down from a 10 to a four or a five, and the rain evened off that day, and suddenly it was just a beautiful, sweet downpour that went on for days. The the earth soaked up the water, and a whole generation was saved because one man drew a circle and prayed, and he became known as the circle maker till this day. As he prayed, God, I am not leaving this circle until you spare my family, my nation, and my generation. And I don't know about you, but this story stirs me up. Everybody say, God, I'm not leaving this circle until you spare my family, my nation, and my generation. And if you didn't know, now you know, rain represents revival in the Bible. And this is my prayer, that we would have a beautiful, sweet downpour of God's presence this year. That would go on for days and that the earth, the earthen vessels of who we are would soak it up and a whole generation would be saved in Jesus' name. Does that sound like a good plan? 
Does that sound like a good prayer? If so, somebody say, man, I love this story because when you move into the arena of prayer, all of us need to understand that bold prayers honor God and God honors bold prayers. Friend, God isn't offended by your biggest dreams and your boldest prayers. Think about Honey. He drew a circle and said, I'm not moving until I see something. And this moves God. If anything, bold prayers. You know, God is not offended. If anything, he's offended by anything less. God does not want us to pray weak prayers. God does not want us to pray just get me through the weak prayers. God does not want us to ask for things that are not a big deal. No, God loves it when his kids stand up and pray like he is really their heavenly father. God likes it when you ask him for miracles. He likes it when you ask him to make axe head floats. Come on. He likes it when you stand up like Joshua and you point to the sun and say, sun stands still. And God stops the whole universe just because somebody prayed a bold prayer in faith that was connected to his plan and purpose. He loves it. When, when we draw circles of prayer in the Spirit. So I want to ask you today, what does God want to do in your life this year? Better yet, what does God want you to do this year? Because prayers are prophecies for your future. Write this down. The only future that you and your family are going to have are the prayers that you are praying for your marriage and for your kids and for your future. And the reason why some people don't experience anything different is because they don't understand that when you pray bold prayers, God honors your prayers. And so pray, 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 fast, fast, fast. Give, give, get, give. Do whatever you've got to do this year to break through, just like Honey, draw a circle. Who do you need to draw a circle around today? Maybe you need to draw a circle around yourself. Maybe you need to draw a circle around your kids. Maybe you need to draw a circle around your business and your future, or maybe a specific relationship, or your bank account, or a sickness that has befalled upon a family member. Just break out a pen and a pad and write some things down and draw some prayer circles in the Spirit because God is going to send breakthrough both now and forevermore for you and your family and your ministry. Can somebody say amen? Be like Honey. Hallelujah. Be a circle maker. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chance.org.